All right, welcome back to Find Your Spark. I am Ashley Hunt and Brooke here. And then we are doing things a little bit different today. So usually it's just us in our office and um, recording just by ourselves. But today we have some special guests with us. We have an entire live audience. And when we woke up this morning, we thought maybe we'd have like two people, <laughs> but we don't. We have an entire room full of people that are staring at us right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> so, um, if you have been listening lately, we've been doing origin stories. So it's been kind of just a background on each one of us so that you could get to know us a little bit better. And since we are in front of a live audience, we thought maybe we'll just do an origin story about how Spark became what Spark is today and kind of what we do and, and all that, that little story. So that's what we're going to do. All right. So, well, I'm going to let you start because you started, <laughs> you came before me. So I'm going to let you start how it kind of was. And then, and then where we are. Well, so in, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start. Do I do my origin story or Spark's <laughs> origin story? So in 2014, um, maybe 2013, I take that back. In 2013, I was in a um, kind of a roundtable CEO meeting with nonprofits. And I was, at the time, I was at a different nonprofit doing a different job. And um, there was this woman that came in and they we were all doing presentations on what our nonprofit organizations do. And this woman was doing a presentation about what was then called the Cypress Initiative. And, um, and I got really interested because at the time, my husband was really struggling with his mental health. So it really got me interested in um, just something she was saying. I could kind of see the connections with what my husband was going through at the time. And so I followed her out of the room. I did not need a job, but I said, hey, I would like to know more. And she's like, well, we're, we're doing this training. Would you like to come work with teens? Well, I already worked with teens, but, and I didn't need a job, but I was really interested for my husband. So I was like, of course I want to, I want to um, learn more. So I, I went to the training and little did I know at the time they were looking for a new director for the organization and um, they they had received a little bit of money from someone who learned about this unbreakable spark that we're going to talk about through a training in his um, company. And that man left money behind because the training that they went through, he, in his will, he said it was so helpful for him and his family that he wanted people that would not normally be able to get the training wouldn't that weren't normally in corporations. Um, and so he left a little bit of money at the time and it had been um, a few years and the organization just wasn't able to be self-sustaining. And so long story short, what I, what I learned helped my husband so much. I really got interested in, in it and, uh, and I became the director. And what I saw at the time was there was a really unique opportunity to create a program for kids um, that could be more preventative rather than intervention. And I had always worked in inter the intervention kind of after the fact um, field. So that, that was my background at the time. <laughs> I was so lucky um, when I finally came on board in 2014, I had just done a career shift to the corporate world. 
And I became familiar with cubicles. And I was like, this is absolutely not what I want to do. So I did that for like three months before I was offered this position at Spark. And um, all of my work in the past, even, even in the corporate world, was around curriculum development and design. So that's really what what I set out to do was um, just build something that would be really helpful for kids. And so that's that's where we started. Mm-hmm. And so when I came on, I'm trying to think, I always get, com- what year? <laughs> I always forget what year. Yeah. yeah. So it was shortly after her, um, I knew Brooke as my neighbor. Uh, so she she used to live right next door to me and then she moved away from me. She's only like four minutes from me now, but it's a little adjustment. So um, I just knew her as my neighbor and we were becoming friends and I just knew she worked with kids. And so I uh, shared a little bit of this on my origin story, but really I was working for a corporate um, uh, company and I had really flexible hours and it was like work from home before work from home was a thing. And so I could kind of come and go as I, as I please, like, I didn't have to talk to anybody. I just logged on and just did some computer stuff. So I did that, but always knew that's never what I wanted to do. I just kind of fell into that. I I started a senior in high school and I just stayed with it. Um, But I knew it wasn't where I was wanting to go. And then Brooke, I just knew she did something with kids. Like I knew she had just got this position and she just was like, you know, uh, saying that it was great. And I was like, well, I want to see what you do. So I shadowed a class. So yeah. what, what did I do? So I, what I like to do, and we still do this, is throw people in the deep end, right? So um, Ashley, I, I just knew from being a mom, right? Like being her neighbor and seeing her with her little kids that she was really good with kids. Well, we work with teens and at alternative schools and detention centers and rehabilitation centers. So not quite the same as your little, you know, kindergartner <laughs> versus that. But um, she was interested. And so I said, all right, well, you're going to you're going to shadow at the alternative school. So really what we do is we just have new people come and, and shadow the whole class. So it's usually about, what, 13, 14 weeks. I'm like mm-hmm. I figure if they can stick with it that long and see the transformation that the kids go through, then they're probably a good fit for us. So, um, yeah. So how was that experience? Mm, How was it? So, um, I was, I had no, I had no idea what I was walking into basically like none at all. Um, I had never been to an alternative school. I had never experienced anything like that. So I had no clue. I just knew I want to work with kids. Let me go. Let's see what happens. And I sat in this room and I sat in the back of the room and just to shadow. And I was immediately like, what am I doing? Um, It was a classroom full of teenage boys who were just like, they came in, they were jumping over tables, trying to fight each other. There was like no sort of like, it was a lot. There was like a kid that jumped on top of the table and went over another table to punch a kid. Like that is what I'm walking into. And I was like, what is Brooke do? Why did she do this? <laughs> so I just sat in the back. Um, and I think it was really, really helpful because when that happened, um, I could see that first experience with them. And then I got to see, and at the time we didn't have what we have now. We'll get into that, but we have like 
you know, curriculum and we have all these activities. We didn't have that at the time. We just had, hey, this is what we're talking about. We're going to teach this understanding about how your mind works, where your feelings come from, this unbreakable spark that everybody has, regardless of all the behavior. Um, so that's what was being taught to them. And I got to sit back. I, I showed up week after week, um, a little bit scared sometimes, but I kept showing up and going, all right, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. And I am so glad I got to do that because I witnessed a transformation in this classroom that I had, I just didn't know was possible from the start of the class until, you know, 13 weeks later, um, these boys kind of, they just, they dropped all of that. They really opened up, um, by the end of that, that program there, they were apologizing if they, if they cussed, they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, wait, we're from where we started to where we are right now. It was just such a, a difference. And when the boys opened up and shared certain things, I could see like, wow, just this simple understanding that they aren't broken. Like they, no matter what, they are not too far gone. That was something they needed to hear and something they needed to hear at a really deep level. And they did. Uh, so I was hooked after that. Like I was, I was, I still was working at my corporate job and I was just kind of just showing up and doing this little thing on the side. And after that, I was like, okay, well, I have to do this. This is what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm going to go work for a nonprofit now. <laughs> so uh, that's what I did. And then once I came on, that's when we really started to dive into this kind of writing our curriculum and stuff like that. Yeah, and the birth of it was really just that, like, going into schools that would have us mm -hmm. testing a lot of stuff out, seeing what works with the kids, seeing what, what doesn't work with the kids, and coming back to the office, writing it down, throwing that copy out, writing it down. <laughs> Remember the first Ooh. iteration? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I think it was on my, you know, in, in the Windows app and on my computer, it was, like, edition five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12. But then we got to the point where we realized um, where we were about to know, give it to the public two years later. And, and really when we were writing it to begin with, it was really for the work in our community. It was how, how do we hire more people, right? At that point, we were getting more schools and more interest, like hire more people to do this work. Well, they need something other than this one piece of paper. So we we were doing that. But um, when we when we decided to release it to the public because we were getting requests, um, we were going to put it in a book form on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, well, no, because kids change. So it, it was always a live document, you know. So um, that's still how our program is. Nothing is ever set in stone. It's a live document. We go in, we change it all the time, depending on what we see. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when we did start going in and, and writing it down, um, you know, we had these topics that we were talking about, right? And so we're wanting to show kids about this spark. We're wanting to show them about decision-making and we're wanting to show them you know, where their feelings are coming from, how thought plays into that, all of that kind of stuff. So we had these topics and then we were just, okay, let's figure out these ideas. So we would, that was a really fun time in our organization. I mean, we still do it, but like at that birth part of it where it hadn't come, like it was just, we would get all together and get really excited. Okay. How can we do this? Oh, can we, can we share, share different things? But what I love about it is it's, it's kind of an, it, 
a live example of your spark. Yeah. So when we teach kids about their spark, it's it's this unbreakable um, wellness, but it's also your guidance system, right? It's it's your creativity. And so you get a, a group of people in a room and like, how can we, you know, show X, Y, and Z? And it's like, you trust your spark to just, you see it in action, like just developing things. And that's, it, it, it really is just your, your, you can tap into it. So Ashley, who, whose experience you would think, like, if you, if you look at a curriculum company, I guess, I don't even look at us like that. I look at us really like boots on the ground doing this work, but you're, you come from, uh, insurance <laughs> curriculum and education was not her background but there's something inside of you where you want to get it out like you know, that's what your spark is it's always there no matter what your passion is like so many people say we're not creative but we are creating moment to moment and that's what we're teaching kids and adults alike like not only are you creating your experience through your thinking but you're creating um you're creating things like think about it the chair you're in Someone had to have that thought and put it into existence for there to be a chair. The hotel we're sitting in, that was someone's creation. So we think of ourselves as very uncreative a lot of times, but we're always creating. We're always creating the experience we're in. And so one of the things that I love about Spark is we're just in whatever moment we're in at the time. Um like there's obviously evolutions of, of what we've been up to, but every time, every time we're like, Oh, we have this idea. So now because of um, our background, one of, um, one of our colleagues that's here, just not in this room right now, um, her, her personal ex recent experience with suicide and my personal recent experience with suicide has um, given us the idea for the suicide module that we want to, that we are, we wanted to create now we're creating um but it's like that that's unfolding naturally and at first I had so much thinking about like well I don't I'm not a suicide professional I have not done a whole lot of training I just have my own personal experience right I need to I need to go do all this study and this work and what has come out yes that's true but also your my sparks guided me to like what where I need to look for that stuff and instead of the whole stopping because I'm not qualified, it's like, oh, I just need to go. My spark is guiding me to where I need to go do that research. So this can be created from me. Um, a long time ago, I heard someone want to, we're all trained by psychologists and psychiatrists in the field. Um, and one time, one of our, one of the doctors we were working with said, you know, like, if you have an idea that's your idea. It was gifted to you. And he used this example. He's like, it's like my wife says, call the plumber because the whatever in the bathroom is broken and we need. And so I call the plumber and I'm like, yeah, something in the bathroom and the book. And she's screaming, no, it's another. She, he's like, because it's with her idea. It came through her. Right. So I was never meant to call the plumber. She was meant to call the plumber, but that's just a simple way of showing like your ideas, your expressions come through you and your spark will guide you to develop that. Yeah. So we got to have a lot of fun when we were doing this. Um, 
it was nice because in our local in our local community we go in constantly and we're teaching this program and we were able to take what we were doing and then going and trying it out with them and that was a really fun time because we got to have that feedback of like oh my gosh this was so helpful or no I didn't like this at all <laughs> I don't understand what are you talking about with a projector that happened one time and they didn't know what a projector was and we we're like oh yeah the, we can't do this anymore we have to do something else <laughs> Metaphors had to change <laughs> yeah projector <laughs> iphone yeah <laughs> so um we created all of that and it was it, it turned out to be really cool. And so, like she said, people started asking us, like, how can we also do this? Well, we're a small little organization and we're like, I mean, we can train people, but also it's really difficult to get into this school and this school and this school. And so we couldn't clone ourselves into a whole lot of people. So we just said, let's try this out. So we started to um, sell our curriculum in this program to outside schools and districts. And that was a really cool experience too, because we're in there actually doing this work and this curriculum is that work too. And now that's funding us to be able to go into other organizations in our own community. Um, so when we first started this, we released the teen curriculum, right? And since then, and that was in 2016. Yeah. And then since then, now we've developed three others. Um, so we have from kindergarten through 12th grade. But as Brooke was saying, following this spark, like this guidance that you have, and it's just, you have these ideas. And oftentimes we just stop ourselves before they ever start. Like, I couldn't do that because, or that, what, or how would I get from, if we had sat down and said, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to write this curriculum and we are going to get it evidence-based and we're going to sell it. And we're going to, we would have, that's a very daunting, overwhelming task. We didn't do that. We just kept going with the next thing that was occurring to us. And so we didn't have to have this full end plan in mind. I mean, we didn't know we were going to sell to like India and, right. and Australia. People have purchased never in my wildest dreams did I think that was happening but we just kept trusting like an idea would come and then we would just go with it. Another idea would come and we would go with it. If, oh, you want to put it online? Uh, sure, I guess. Let's figure that out. I'm not a web developer. Well, we figured it out. So we just kept going step by step and step. And like she said, it was really cool to see. It was just everything that our curriculum was about is what was happening to us when we were going through it. It was like, we're following that next thing and it's just creating something and we don't have to have it all planned out in order to, you know, yeah, figure it out. I do remember there was a time where, because for a long time it was Ashley and I and, and one other person that's not with our organization anymore. And I remember a period where around 2018, 19, where we had to hire three more people and for me, as a leader of the organization, I started getting really nervous, like, oh, now I'm in charge of people's livelihood. This, is a, this isn't just like fun and games and we're just going to help some kids, right? Like now I'm taking people out of their corporate jobs, <laughs> right? Um, they have families and we have to make sure this thing keeps going. And I started to get really caught up. And it's funny because it's the one year where you, if you were to look at all of our, you know, metrics for business-wise, it's the one year we didn't grow because I was so caught up in the fact of trying to sustain. And that was a really interesting thing for me to look at. And that is truly how your mind works. When you get stuck somewhere, you're stuck. And it shows up in every other area of your life. The moment that block, like, oh, I remember my realization was, 
oh, the people that are working here have their own spark too. They're going to be fine. You know, like people, businesses sometimes don't work out. People still have that unbreakable spark. They'll know how to navigate their own life. They also have their own choices, right? Like, just like I have my own choices. And as soon as that became, yeah, I still have a whole lot of responsibility, right? Like to do the right thing and to make sure that we're moving forward. But that's my responsibility is to not get stuck so that, you know, in, in all the worry of things and to really trust that our spark will keep us kind of moving forward. Yeah. And so I was thinking too, just a little bit more of a background of what spark is and kind of where we've evolved from is that when we first started this, we were just going into a couple of alternative schools. That's it. Like it was just a couple locally. And then from there, it started to just progress and grow. Um, we went into another school in a different county and we were seeing every single kid at that school. So the, you know, school-wide we were doing it there. And then we um, started doing, uh, we have a local sex trafficking safe house. Um, we kind of, we shared about this a little bit in our, in our talk earlier, but we started seeing that some of the schools that we were working in, um, they were talking about, okay, that this kid is missing and we, you know, it's something to do with, with a trafficking situation. Well, we knew we didn't really know anything about it. So we were like, well, let's go see if there's an organization that can tell us more. Well, we found an organization close to us, um, Sela Freedom, and they are an organization that works with sex trafficking survivors. So we did a training with them. And then it just organically evolved that now we're in their safe houses once a week and we're doing a program with them too. So anytime that um, somebody comes off of the street and goes into the safe house, we're meeting once a week and, and doing it there. From there, we I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be going into jail ever. Like I'm telling you, when I went to the alternative school, I was like, what is happening? And then I got real used to that. I'm like, okay, this is piece of cake now. And then she's like, um, so I think we might go into jails. I'm like, what are you talking about? You want me to go into a jail? Yes. And it was just because that program kind of just evolved. And somebody said, I really think that maybe you should go there. Okay, well, let's try it out. Uh, so we started working with juveniles in jail at first. And when I got over that, I was like, okay, that's not scary. That's totally fine. It's, it's the same. Then she says, okay, well, now the jail wants us to work with the women in there. Um one of the one of the people and the uh somebody that was working in the jail she came and sat in one of our classes with the youth and she said uh i feel like everybody should get this like not just kids adults need this too we need to know how our minds work we need to know what happens when you're in a really crazy state of mind and kind of how to help with that so she put us in with the women and then i was like all right i love this this is great and then she said what well, then what did you say to me there's a veteran, <laughs> military veteran male pod in this jail, and they would really like us to do our program there, me and her. And I'm like, all right, well, we're just going to do this. Is this, and you know what I think is amazing now, like, and we developed an adult program based on that um, called Insight to Wellbeing, and it's all evidence-based now. But what's amazing to me is what it taught me is that we are truly, truly at our core all the same. No matter the audience I've been in front of, every time I have, you know, thinking about like, or am I going to relate to them? I, I, I've never been in the military. I don't, you know, am, am I going to 
am I going to be able to connect with these students or, you know, or these women every single time when you're talking about something that is true for everybody, we all are creating our experience from our thinking. It is always moment to moment. And we all have this unbreakable spark that cannot be taken away from us. And, and when we're at our very best, we all feel it. We can all think of a time where we felt just completely content in that moment where everything seemed right, even if it was just a moment. Like when we go in and we we start with that, with the even the men in jail, like think about a time where you just felt at ease and content. That's your spark. That's always there. You didn't try to get to it. You, you know, like in that moment, you weren't working really hard to feel good. You just did. You know, I always think it's like, when I'm with my best friend, I'm just completely myself, no thinking on my mind. That's who we are at our core. We're just, we're, we're just well. And then we get really worked up. Like everyone can relate to that no matter who you are. And so there is an automatic seeing the human in front of you connection. And so now I don't, I mean, I get nervous, but I don't think there would be a group of people where I'd be like, well, I can't do that because they're just not going to understand what I'm talking about. Everyone sees it. It's, it's human nature. Yeah. So we have really evolved. I mean, we just, what I see is we just keep, things just keep happening. We really evolved. By the way, we still have like six people on our team. (laughs) And we actually, we, we uh, grew a lot this year. (laughs) We, We were three people for a very long time and then we just added. So, um, but yeah, we just keep showing up to whatever, it, you know, somebody will call us and ask us, you know, do you do this? I don't, sure, let's figure it out. So like, we just keep doing it. And that's how we got into the jails. And that's how we got into the uh, safe house. And now we're in community centers in our area um, with little ones. And so it's just, it's like everybody wants to know about this because everybody is a human being and has this inside and it's really helpful to know. So it's just kind of everywhere now. <laughs> um, when I look back to where we started and where it is now and just kind of how, just okay, this is a really cool experience is we've wrote all of this and, you know, people have, people purchase our curriculum and they go off and they, they use it, but sometimes we hear from them. Sometimes we don't, we just like, they take it and they go with it and whatever they're doing, I'm, you know, I'm sure is great. But then we come to this conference and last year we were here. And when we came to this conference last year, we um, had two people that walk over to us and they're like, Hey, spark, we have this, we use this, we love it. And I'm like, I look, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you do. You're one of our customers. Oh my goodness. And uh, so they were telling us all the stuff that they do. And it was just such a cool thing to see. Wow. Something that we created they're over here in California. We live in Florida and they're really using it and it's really helpful for their kids. Um, and then we came back this year and they were back again and they were out at the pool yesterday cheering us on at the Duck Duck Boost Race and they're like one of our biggest supporters. So I just look back and I'm like, that was never, I never thought that that was going to happen. And now it's just really cool. It was that, never the goal. Yeah, not at all. And it's just nice to know that uh, even through all of these conferences we're, we're going to, we do conferences, we do a lot of talks. I know people were in our, our, uh, talk yesterday, we're showing these activities, handing them over to you, and then you take them and you run with them. So it's cool to know that all of this work that we're doing, um, it's able to spread and, and 
whether you just take that one activity and you use it or you actually get it, like it, people are, are working with kids and it's, and it's helping. And it's just a nice thing to, I just, it's crazy to think back that that just happened, but it was all because we just trusted that process. We just knew that it was there for a reason. Stuff was coming up for a reason and it was going to do something. Oh, now we got to here. <laughs> where, where here we are. We just, um, in the past year, so like we said, we had three for a while and then we had kind of a core four. Core four. Um, and then this past year, we hired two others that have been on for about 10 months now. And then Eric in the back, we just, <laughs> we just hired him as well. So we are growing and changing and evolving and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Any questions? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So for our podcast over here, I'll repeat the question. She asked how um, she works for a nonprofit and how can you get this? So one is that we, um, if you go to our booth, we have free activities to just hand over to you. Um, we have a, we have a snow globe at our booth and it goes along with one of our activities. And so we hand that over. Here you go. Um, at our booth, we also have free resources uh, where you're able to scan and get free lessons so that you can just take it and utilize it. And then we, um, we have our website, sparkcurriculum.org. <laughs> um, and that's where you would be able to go to actually find the full program if you wanted. But we have lots of resources that are free too. Yeah. And foster care is very near and dear to our heart. Um, we worked with the Children's Home Society. They had a grant to use our program. Um, and we worked for with them years. for yep for five years, uh, trained their staff and they use the program and we just it it was great. It was a great experience that. I also adopted three children from foster care, so very near to my heart as well. <laughs> And they feel like my kids too, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love to hear a little bit more about what it's like, like what you do day to day, because you share like a thought and energy that you kind of use to day to day. Your day to day. So. With the kids. Yeah. So she asked kind of like on a day to day, what do you do with the kids and kind of maybe like a fond memory of it? I mean, just an example, um, one of the things that that just comes to me is um, when we were working in jail with with Matt. Mm -hmm. So we were when we were going to jail, one of our first jail classes, it wasn't the first, but it was one of them. Um, you know, we're, we're explaining ideas about how your thoughts are creating your experience. And we were using um, an illustration about a movie, right? Like if you're in a movie, if you're in a scary movie or a horror film or, or something where someone's being attacked, like you're not just going to get up and run out of the movie, right? Why? Because you know it's a movie. That's what you signed up for, right? Um, and so we were talking about how your experience is is coming through through you watching the movie. You might be scared, but it's different than that actually happened in real life and so you just see the he's like 
And so I'm like, oh, you know, we don't ask the kids why they're there. It's not part of what we're up to. So um, I'm like, Matt, did you, did you see, like, what, what are you seeing? And he, and he's like, I just wish I would have known this. I wouldn't be here. I was like, oh, were you really scared of something? You know, he's like, no, I was bored. And I thought I had to go with my friends or I'd go crazy if I stayed in my house any longer. I didn't know that board was coming from me. I thought it was really like something I had to do to get out. And after that, everything was just like, just switched for him. So it's like very little thing, like simple things that we're talking about where people just see like what they've been doing with their mind, not knowing where their feelings are coming from, not understanding that their experience in the moment is truly like not necessarily in your control, but you have way more power over it than, than you might think. Right. And that it will pass. Right. Like, so if you're stuck in a state of fear or like, you know, my brother-in-law who, who passed away from suicide, like in a state of complete depth of despair, and you don't know that's going to pass. You think that you're just stuck with that forever. You have no choice, but to do something about it to act on the outside, right? Like you have no choice, but to make a move. But if you know, like, that's just how it works. Your feelings pass. You, you, you will feel differently. Then it makes, makes way more sense for Matt to be like, nah, he said, I knew we were going to get in trouble that night. I knew what my friends were doing. I was just so bored. I couldn't stay there. But if you knew that boredom's boredom will pass, <laughs> it's not going to kill you. Right. He would have chosen differently. Yeah, I uh, I thought that that was a really cool thing when we were in there with him. And when you asked the question, another thing came to me was um, this girl, Rachel, that we had in, in our program where she had experienced a lot of trauma in her life. And she had, uh, she when she was sitting in that class, she was very closed off. Um, she didn't really talk. She had issues with cutting. Um, she just didn't you know, she just was kind of like this the whole time. And when we came in there, I was in there once and I was doing actually the snow globe that is at our booth. Um, I was doing that. I was talking to her about this. So basically what the snow globe is, is we show that um, in the inside, there is this little heart. And we talk about how that is your spark. Like this is this unbreakable spark. You have this, it is your it, mental health, your well-being. You are not broken. You have it. And the only thing that happens when we feel like we don't, and then I started shaking up the snow globe and I said, is that we just have a lot of thinking going on that we're believing and we're just kind of, it's all up in here and it's just covering up that spark, but it never goes away. Never does it go away. It's just really covered. And when you're shaking up that snow globe, you guys can all imagine a snow globe and you're shaking it up and you can't see the inside. It's really cloudy and really murky. Um, then I set the snow globe down and showed her that is how your mind works is when I set the snow globe down, your mind works the same way over time, it will naturally settle every time it will naturally settle. And then your spark will shine through again. It does not go away. And it was like, you could see her, like she was just like this staring. And then she was like, Oh, and she, you could visibly see like her lighting up. It was such a cool moment for me to see is that she just saw that and realized she is not broken and she just had a whole lot of thinking going on. And, and from that moment on, 
like I left that class and I was really like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because I could see that like glimmer. Like I could see that spark. I could see that little tiny glimmer. And a week after week after showing up, like you could just see her coming more alive in the class. And she started to talk and, and share things. And it was, um, yeah, I, I just love when you do these little things and then they see it truly for themselves and they have that insight and then they realize like, oh, wait, I'm not broken. I am whole. It's just cool to watch. I always say like whoever we're in front of, those are our greatest teachers Mm -hmm. because they always teach us Mm -hmm. just as much as we're there to teach them. Any other questions? Yeah. So I'm a elementary school counselor. So I would be mostly one-on-one. It's adaptable. Like obviously the message is the message. Yeah. So yeah, we, the question is, is it adaptable for one-on-one? The way we developed the program, it really is because it's insight-based learning, meaning it's not some, it's not math. You don't just go teach someone something like the, like how your mind works and just walk out the door and maybe they can do the equation and maybe they can't. If they don't see it from themselves, right, then it's just, it doesn't really sink in. So our program really is I say like every lesson is like three to five activities and they're all meant to be conversation catalysts. So it is really to show how something works or to show why something like no matter what, like you can pull an activity. If someone's, you know, having a lot of anxiety or, you know, you pull an activity from one of the lessons that talks about anxiety and then you just have a conversation. So it really is meant to catalyze conversations around whatever they're, that people are struggling with at the time. Yeah, because we've kind of been all over the place in, in our community, kind of just trying it out in every aspect. Um, we've had groups where it's just one-on-one. I've gone into group homes and I have mentored just one kid there. Um, and then in jail, sometimes there's only three or four juveniles in there. And then sometimes there's a massive classroom. So it's just, yeah, not uncommon. (laughs) Yeah. So um, you can really just adapt it to to however, whoever's in front of you. Any other question? One of the things I see sometimes is that parent connection. And, you know, we can do what we can our programs, but then they go home. And how do we then carry that message home mm-hmm. so that the parents can either have similar experiences on uh, understanding their child's spark or helping their child to find their spark in that carry? Are there yes. additional like parent resources? Or there, resources? there are so many parent resources. I wish they were utilized more, but as a mom of five, I understand why they're not because you get so much <laughs> home and you're like, I don't know what to do with any of this. Um, but yeah, we have a ton of like parent letters, but we also have um, online parent, uh, not a parenting like program, like how to be a better parent, but it's like how to, how to, you know, have these activities carry on and the verbiage carry on at home. Um, we used to try to do like parent, you know, get togethers with <laughs> with the classes that we're doing but again I'm a parent I get it I'm not showing up to something unless I 100% know what it is to begin with so it's very um under attended <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So we do, we, uh, that's a really good question too about, um, you know, when you have, you're teaching this to, to kids, but then they go home. And so how do we get that in the home too? And we, while we do have all of this, we also have seen that, um, because sometimes I, I would worry, okay, I, they're getting this and then they're going home, but they have a really bad home life and their parent is not concerned about this or whatever it is. And what I've seen is that I've seen some kids in really tough home situations where it is really, really terrible. And when they learn that they have this spark where it's like, oh, sometimes something shows up for me and I just know I should do this or I know I should do this. What I have seen from that is that's been helpful for them at their home life because their spark has showed up for them when a parent is doing something that's not okay or like a parent is flying off the handle because he's drunk and this and that. This spark for for this kid, I, this is a true life example. He was in my class and his and he had a terrible home life, but he said his spark helped him in that situation because he could tell what was happening with his dad. And he knew like, usually he would just yell back or he would, and it would just fuel it. Right. And he said, in that moment, he just had this feeling like, I think that I should just go outside. I think I should just walk away. I shouldn't, I just shouldn't even talk to him right now. And he did that. And what I could see from that was, oh, that's helping even in really bad situations where I can't do anything. I want to be there, but I can't, but they have this spark to help guide them and it can get them out of situations and not, you know, help that, was a, that was a foster situation, right? Like where the, they were checking in to see if he should be taken from the home and, and the kid was a teenager and he was like, I just didn't want, I knew that if I fought with my dad, the way he was wanting me to fight with him because he was drunk, that I'd be taken out of the house. And so I just walked outside and the, the dad was even like kind of chasing him and like, like provoking him and he's he said my we always ask the kids like how did your spark help you this week and that was a sh story that they shared did you have one more question <laughs> yeah so um the program is is wrote out as a structured program. However, saying that we, when we're in our classes, we're in, you know, our, our jails, our alternative schools, there are movement constantly, right? There's um, kids coming and going. And so we've just learned to adapt with that too. Um, when a new person comes in, we kind of just do a little, a quick little catch up, like, hey, who wants to explain to so-and-so how, you know, something that you've learned from this or what this class is about to kind of just get them back up to speed. And then we just go from there because like Brooke was saying, it's a lot of just conversation. So they're gonna, it's easy to, to get them in and, and kind of see what's going on from there. Yep. Welcome. One more if there is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So adults never we had an idea or a spark. And um, from trying to pursue it, you could get discouraged. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any, does your program have any resources for children? Because it's easier for children to Yeah, I think throughout the whole program, we're showing them that you can start something, you have an idea and you can go with it. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way that you envision, but you'll have another idea from that. And so um, we have a big lesson on creativity and how sometimes the way that it starts is absolutely not the way that it ends, but that's okay. And it's just this process to trust. Uh, so we do have that. Um, 
I think the majority of the program is talking about how like all thought is neutral, right? And it's only when we assign meaning to it that it becomes something. So you you and the, the, the lady sitting next to you, you both could have the same idea. If you assign like, oh, it should have been this way. And then you start to get discouraged and you believe the thinking you have about the way it should have gone. And then it stopped. You're going to have a completely different output than if you didn't do that. And so in all aspects, that's happening. Like, what are we creating? When I say we're creative, like we're create, we have thought and thought is super neutral until you assign a meaning to it. Right. Like I could think like, oh, I don't like the way she's looking at me. And I could find it funny. I'm like, she must be having a bad day. Sucks for her, right? I'm having a totally different experience of like, oh gosh, why is she looking at me like this? I'm putting on my shirt and like, you know? So the thought isn't creating the experience. It's the meaning you're assigning to it all the time. So you can't, you can't ever control what comes up in your mind. You can't ever control your thinking. But just knowing we are assigning meanings all the time, it, it flows a lot easier when you... And you don't get as discouraged if you know, like, oh, I'm just, that's just what I'm thinking right now about this project. So maybe I walk away from it and I come back and I'll have another idea. Or um, like we write grants all the time. Uh, we're going to get this grant. We're going to get this grant. We don't get the grant. It's like, oh, uh-huh. we really had this idea of how this was going to go. Okay. Well, that just means that there's something else coming behind that. That just means there's another idea that that wasn't meant for us. It's fine. It's just all about assigning meaning. And that's what we talk a lot about. Just because you have a thought doesn't make it true. All right. Well, look at that. Another time that we're like, I wonder what we're going to talk about. And then we figure something out (laughs) every time. Uh, So for those of you that are listening, um, We will be back next week with a brand new episode and we'll figure out that topic in the meantime. If you have a topic for us, we would love to hear from you. So um, you can find us in all the places on our social media, Spark Initiative or Spark Mentoring. Um, You can find us on our website, sparkcurriculum.org. And you can email us info at thesparkinitiative.com and give us ideas. Uh, So we'll see you back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.